Hi everyone, this is Caden with What's the Delio. We hope your spring break was enjoyable and safe. Stay tuned to this episode for a discussion with our panel group, an exclusive interview with Miss Chrissy, and a message from Mr. Nelson. Jacob is also back to give us an update on the latest news. Stick around till the end for an exciting announcement about the future of What's the Delio during this distance learning period. But first up, here's Noah leading our panel discussion. Hello, everybody. I'm Noah with What's the Delio, and I'm here with... Kentaro Mathis. I'm a freshman. Adam Platek. I'm a sophomore. Barry Sihi. I have a junior. And Karina Sampson. I'm a senior. All right. I'm sure, as you guys know, uh, that distance learning plan is going to be the plan for the rest of this school year. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I really, that sucks. I feel like um, I share a lot of feelings with everybody when I say, that sucks. I wish that wasn't the case. And I was looking forward for a lot of events in hopes that, let's hope that the situation gets better. But as of now, how how is everybody feeling about that? I don't think anybody is happy. I'm not happy. (laughs) I mean, well... I remember yesterday, the seniors got super sentimental about it. We all had a group Zoom call for the entire class, or we tried to, and we were all just like, oh no, graduation, oh no, last year of school, oh no, everything. It does suck, so there's nothing else I can say about it. Right. Like for for my grade, and for most of our grades, we still have a couple years, but I feel really bad for the seniors because they didn't even know it was the last day. They didn't even say goodbye to one another they didn't have any proper thing like that. And that might be the last time they all are in the same room. Adam, you're making me sad. <laughs> but like, at the same time, now, hear me out. I think this is like a cool, I, I don't want to use the word cool. That sounds very poor. Let's use the word interesting. When you look back in your life, maybe 50 years down the road, or 20 years, who knows? Maybe you'll look back and say, like, you know, it's a difficult time around the globe. You're not the only ones experiencing it as well. And I think that's fortunate because I feel, though it's, though it's, it has its own uniqueness if you've experienced your own um, struggles and triumphants within our, you know, Japan as a country and as well as China. But because this is now becoming a very much a large concern within the US and Europe and UK, it's allowed us to be able to connect with those across the world. And maybe in the future, when we have this infamous year where like people ask you, well, how was your senior year of college then? I mean, senior year of high school, then you could maybe connect with those who've also lost that year. And although it's kind of a morbid and sad thing to connect over, it is something. And I, you know, at the very least, you've been able to experience this possibly once in a hundred year pandemic. Something so, I heard from some other people was like, I can't wait to tell my kids about this. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like the only thing you can like get out of this, I feel, mm-hmm. besides like maybe improving certain things that we didn't know we need to strengthen within our economy, our global health care, our trends transport like it does show a lot of flaws within the society that we already lived in and that what can we do to prevent this in the future because all we can do is just do something in 
preparation for the future. And because, you know, for this discussion, uh, like for this podcast, it'd probably be more fitting if like schools after this would definitely start changing the way that they're going to be able to prepare for possibly something similar. Not, not to intrude, but I can't believe how glad I am to be in a sophomore class and not have to go through this as a senior or a junior because I think there's actually a chance that the coronavirus could get worse. This is a terrible, terrible year. So the fact that I'm not in the graduating year this year and maybe the ha- there's going to be some recovery year next year, hopefully, it's like the world has saved me. It's like just another story I could tell my children without anything that has affected me. So wow, Adam, thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, well, going back to what Bear was saying, I guess the silver lining and the good part or the good side, if there is a good side to this, is that I guess we're all safe. I mean, like that's the most important part that we will stay healthy, stay protected from the coronavirus and prevent any more community spread and everything. It does suck what we're sacrificing for it, but it's another one of those things that happen and unforeseen and we can't really do anything about it but follow the rules in order to like keep ourselves like healthy and physically I guess alive at that point. I really do think ASRJ did a pretty good job setting us up with the DLP before even though we didn't know that school was going to close down. So just having that system be kind of solid for most of us if not all of us was a really good thing that our school did and I'm pretty grateful for it. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. I, for a few weeks, especially when DLP was starting, I feel like we were all having the same concerns of what's going to happen, how are we going to do our assessments, are there any summatives? But now that because we know for sure that the school's not reopening, I feel like the teachers have been doing a wonderful job locking down on certain flaws in the system and making sure that students are able to get the help that they require and at first I was kind of feeling like the DLP was very much rushed, but I do, I do now think when in comparison to those in America or those uh, suffering in other different other situations and countries, I realized that, yeah, the DLP system has been very well, well made. And I think that it could have been a lot worse. Mm. And I feel that we as, you know, ASAJ students are very fortunate to have everybody owning a laptop to be able to continue with DLT, DLP learning. And my hope is that as we continue on with the year being online, people are able to still improve and be able to manage themselves because now we don't even have like a physical space to, we know inevitably we're going to be stuck in our own places. So like, What do you guys, do you guys think that you're going to change your schedule now that you know that the school's not going to open again, or are you going to stick with what you got already anyway? I guess it's a system that, like I said, we're pretty used to now. Like after having experienced it in its early stages and having it be improved every single time whenever we send those surveys and everything, which is pretty cool. I think I'm going to stick to my schedule because it's been working and I can't see any other way to do it. I think. I'm going to start trying to build a more consistent and rigid schedule because right now I've just been doing things on and off and what I can complete whenever I have the time to do it, I'll do it. So I think having a more rigid schedule, like doing my work during the class times and then getting into that more consistently because this is what we're going to have for the rest of the school year. So I think it's important that 
we have to adapt to that. Yeah, same. I agree with uh, Kentaro. I need to. Uh, I'm kind of doing. I'm kind of on and off right now, so I need to like work on keeping the consistency, keeping a schedule of things to do in that week, take it week by week. So, Adam, you mentioned earlier that you thought that next year might kind of act as sort of a um, recovery year for this year, um, which kind of uh, that idea leads into my next question. How do you guys think that the cancellation of school this year will affect ASIJ in years to come? So this could all end in June, let's say, right? And then we'll have school again in August, and then there'll be some vaccine or not vaccine, and they might repeat. Or, or um, it might get really bad, and we have to wait for a long period of time, and there's a chance that we won't have school till like, the end of next year as well. Mm. That's definitely one of the worst case scenarios. I, I I think at least one thing that's a positive outcome of this whole thing happening is that ASIJ will have a well-planned um, distance learning plan for if this ever happens again in the recent future. Um, obviously, like this kind of stuff doesn't happen often, so I think it'll be in, in preparation for any event that could happen in the future. I really, going back to the question, I guess for ASIJ, like Kentaro said, it'll, it'll have a better system and t- dealing with future situations that may be like, maybe unpredictable, unpredicted, like maybe another natural disaster or something and know how to deal with it and respond to it in a more structured manner, which is pretty cool. And ultimately, I feel like next year being the recovery year is just going to be a, a huge year of catching up with people just getting back into the gist of in-person learning and appreciating that a lot. So I feel like next year will definitely be some more something like a recovery year. So kind of going off of that subject, from this point onwards, how are you guys going to keep yourself entertained with no prospect of going back to school? Projects, more and more projects, work, eat, food. Keeping in contact with people, I think. There's a lot of people I won't be seeing until next year. There will be some, a lot of people that I won't see for a long time, probably, because a lot of all the seniors won't be here. Um, yeah, I think keeping in contact with people is one of the most important things because school is like the primary place where you group and then you socialize and then you become friends with people. Without going to school, it's none of those things happen unless you're reaching out to people. So I think that's something that I need to do and something that everyone should do. Mm. I think it it is hard to reach out to people. It's more easier if you're in a, right, like Kenjaro said, in a social situation like school because you're constantly interacting with so many different people from across the board of interests. And I think it's important that when you are in distant learning, you don't huddle yourself into your room because it can get into a habit of putting yourself in a difficult situation where you are unable to socialize with others. And I think in a sense for those, it might be a bit hard to reach out. What I like about what we've been doing in the past month are like include the class comps that we've been doing to kind of connect with other people in our grade and everything and see how everything is doing that's kind of a nice way that to catch up with other people and see how i guess they're living their life in this time 
another nice thing that I think that has been happening already is some sort of those like chains or poetry chains or like Instagram posts where we post about what we look like as children, like even small things like that keeps us like super connected as a community. And I really like, I would really like to see like a continuation of that in the future. And I talked about it a little bit about this last time, like with the sentimentality of being a senior, I was already feeling a little bit upset before not being able to see everybody and even more so now. And I think the class of 2020 can kind of relate to this, but it, this is the time where we really need to like support each other and be there for each other. And I guess like do the most that we can in the setting because, well, we can't control the setting, but I guess we can control like how we react to it and how we go about the rest of our lives and not have it be the like only really sad, but like making the most of the rest of our senior year is something I'm going to definitely focus on. So I think this is the part of the episode where Adam Platek gives some advice to the people out there. Don't give up. <laughs> Don't ruin it. <laughs> this four months can make you the most independent person ever, can make you the most college-ready person ever. You guys can do anything imaginable with the time you have. So don't waste your time sleeping at five in the morning like I've done sometimes and waking up till uh, one o'clock and barely managing to finish your work. Do not do that. Be responsible. Advantage of your opportunity. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, Adam. That was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for the motivation. Thank you for the kind words. So there's class comps. I did not know that we had class comps. Yeah, we have class comps. You should get on that. It's really cool. No. It's all in Flipgrid. It's pretty dope. Huh. Yeah, I guess like just if there's any message that we can send to people out there from how we're feeling and we're all kind of in the same boat. Mm. And I know also another dif- probably a difficulty that seniors are probably experiencing is like college, what to do about it, the uncertainties that come around, whether college is going to be online or how are we going to get to college and all that kind of stuff with flights being canceled and visas right. not being able to be renewed and all that kind of stuff. And there's some people going through making difficult decisions of whether or not they should move back to the U.S. in this time and spend the rest of their senior year there just so that they can stay there in the U.S. to be able to attend college or not. So I know these are difficult decisions, but I know it like in the end something whether it be a miracle or something small that happens like things are gonna be like okay that's what i think so we're uh just about running out of time so before we end are there any last thoughts stay strong stay healthy don't touch your face wash your hands wash your hands that's gonna be okay stay inside don't go out You can go out for a walk if you know there's nobody else going to be outside, but don't hang out with your friends. Don't go to karaoke. Don't okay, do okay. the things that you see <laughs> people doing. Stay responsible and stay inside. Because mm-hmm. the more we're staying inside, the less it's going to spread. Social distancing. Yes, word. And honestly, just make the most of the rest of your year. Like, I know we're all in the same, like I said before, we're all in the same boat. And this is a really sucky situation. But we're pretty cool as like a school. Our community is pretty diverse and great and talented at what they do. So find ways to make your everyday feel a little better than the day before. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Noah. Thank you. Thanks to Noah and to our panelists, Kentaro, Adam, Bear, and Karina. Next, we have an interview with Miss Chrissy. With both clinical and teaching experience, she has a unique perspective to offer 
and a little bit of insight into our school's closure. Hey, Miss Chrissy, how are you today? Well, hey, Kevin, I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? You, how are you dealing with the news, right? Pretty uh, mixed feelings, to be honest. Yeah. Today, I will interview you about your thoughts on ASIJ's decision to close down for the rest of the school year. As someone who has experienced not only teaching, but in a clinical setting, what are your thoughts on the way that the school has responded to the COVID-19 pandemic, especially with the recent cancellation of the school year? Well, I don't know that we really had much of a choice. I think everybody collectively wanted to come back. But at some point, you have to look at the information that's out there and make the best decision you can. I actually really think that the administration has been really thoughtful about trying to figure out what's going on in Japan. I think that it's also quite difficult. We haven't done a lot of testing here in Japan. Our numbers are a lot lower, but we don't know if that means people are just silent carriers. Like we don't really have a lot of really strong data to make big decisions on, but we certainly know over the last week that we're seeing really fast increases in Tokyo. And that really has to determine what they're going to do. We don't want to put people on buses. We don't want to have students coming to campus on the train. Um, So at the end of the day, it has to be about student safety, about community safety. And there really isn't any other kind of option. Yes, they could wait and every week just keep canceling the next week. But that becomes really hard for families, for students, for teachers. Um, Was I surprised? I was surprised that it happened yesterday. But I do think that, you know, given what's happening in the world, it's probably the only decision that they could make. As a global online academy teacher, in addition to an ASIJ teacher, how do you think students can make the most of this online learning experience? It comes, it's a two-way thing, right? So all of the GOA classes I've taught and, uh, and now, you know, with my students, the most important thing is the connection and staying attached to the students and to the class. And so to me... Any opportunities that you have to reach out to the teacher and the teacher has to reach out to you or your classmates, the better community it's going to build. And the more I think you'll enjoy your class more, I think the teachers enjoy it more. I think we have a better sense of really how people are doing. Just like in a real, like in the classroom at school, you know, I can just look at your face and kind of have a sense of how your day is going And so it's the same online. It's easier if I can see you to really get a sense of how things are are going. Um, But it it is a shift. It's a shift for everybody. And it was, I think, hard for everybody at first. Everybody's using different tools. um, But everybody is doing the best they can. And I know that the students are as well. It just takes a little while to sort of feel comfortable in that space uh, to let go of trying to make like the perfect video, just be yourself and go with it. And as long as you have engaging uh, activities for students to do that really is pushing their learning forward, I think that then we're on the right track. Um, regarding the recent call for greater social distancing and rumors of a lockdown, what can ASIJ students do to keep themselves safe during this period? Well, if there's a lockdown, which you know the government hasn't said is happening yet, you need to stay at home, right? Like <laughs> that's how that works. Um, And so I know everybody has sort of at this point really different uh, criteria about what social distancing means. Is six feet enough? Um, Should you ever see your friends? What does that mean? Where should you go? Uh, And I think over time, you know, it may get more restrictive Mm -hmm. here in Japan before it gets less restrictive. 
right? That is the key with viral transmission viruses like this, that you have to assume, if you look at it from a, the way virologist looks at it at is, you assume everybody is infected, right? And if you think of it that way, then being socially distant is easier to do because you're just assuming, wow, that person is sick or I am sick and I need to make sure that I'm help doing my part to help keep the community healthy. And that's the thing we can't forget. It's not just our own health, right? For, especially for young people, they feel like doesn't, you know, the, the chances that they're going to get sick a little bit less than someone yeah. older like me, but everybody has to do their part to make sure that the community at large is safe. So social distancing is really key. Okay. That has been an interview with Miss Chrissy. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Have a good day. And I'm thinking about all those students out there. Keep smiling. It's really rough right now, but we can get through it and we'll find ways to connect. Thanks, Caden. Great. Thank you. Next up, here's Mr. Nelson. Here with a message to students. Over to you, Mr. Nelson. Hi, Mustangs. This is Mr. Nelson. The news yesterday from Dr. Hardin about the closure of the campus until the end of the school year, I'm sure was hard news for many of you guys to take. Um, And it's probably causing a whole range of different emotions, thoughts and questions about kind of, you know, what is going to happen and what that means and, you know, just a lot of different stuff. And I want you guys to know that the, the whole school faculty, administration, each other, your peers, family, like we're all here in this together. And so as you have questions or things come up, it's really important that you're reaching out and talking to people. I do want to say, though, that the closure of the campus, while, you know, maybe some shocking news to most of you, it doesn't necessarily mean that we as a community uh, are no longer together. We're just um, at a distance And so that was something that I mentioned to the seniors yesterday as I emailed them some updates about graduation is that, you know, as a community, we are a resilient community and staying together will just be a little bit more of a challenge, but not impossible. And so yesterday, as you know, seniors digested the news of of what that meant as far as graduation and maybe some other, you know, end of year items. Um, they all hopped onto a big Zoom call, and we had at one point about 40 different seniors there and you know at, at any one time. Um, and it was just amazing to see, you know, as a class, people coming together to just kind of spend time, you know, talking about you know important things, but also talking about just some silly things. And so it's those community moments that that remind me that you know we are together. Though we're at a distance, we are not separate. We're still one community. As we kind of move forward, you know, with distance learning, um, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts about what are the things that you feel are going to bring us together. You know, is that scheduling class calls via Zoom where we can just get together and kind of hang out? Is it, you know, Netflix parties? Is it game competitions? Like, what are those things that will help bring us together that will still remind us that we're a community and we can kind of participate in these other non-academic arenas to keep in touch? With that, please stay safe, stay healthy, maintain a positive attitude about, you know, what is happening 
try to look for the things that, you know, the brighter side of things and not kind of go down, you know, a, a rabbit hole of potential what ifs and negativity. Try to remain positive and kind of count your blessings for the things that, that are going well in your life right now. I'll be in touch. Be well. Talk to you later, Mustangs. Hi, everyone. This is Jacob Foster with our final segment, a news update. In Brazil, under President Jair Bolsonaro, gun ownership has risen to an all-time high. Mr. Bolsonaro and his three oldest sons, politicians themselves, have been fierce proponents of expanding gun ownership through both policy proposals and public addresses. In addition to making it easier to legally get a gun, they've contributed to a political and cultural debate with guns in the spotlight. Brazil, unlike the United States, does not have the right to bear arms in its constitution. In 2019, a leading Brazilian research group reported that about two in three Brazilians were actually opposed to gun ownership. So this recent rise in gun ownership may be indicative of changing attitudes under this new leadership. In the United Nations, the General Assembly, a gathering of all 193 member states, faces a difficult decision on passing two rival resolutions relating to the coronavirus. One resolution, with more than 135 co-sponsors, calls for intensified international cooperation to contain, mitigate, and defeat the pandemic. The other, sponsored by Russia, calls for abandoning trade wars and implementing protectionist measures and not applying sanctions without Security Council approval. Fascinatingly, both these resolutions are being voted upon in silence procedure, meaning that because ambassadors are no longer meeting in person, meeting instead online from their homes or missions, each resolution must have unanimous support to pass. If a single delegation voices opposition, the resolution will not pass, regardless of how much support it has. This means that both resolutions could be adopted or defeated, or one could be adopted and they are defeated. Today's news comes from the New York Times and the Associated Press. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to today's What's the Dealio episode. We really enjoyed the chance to give you a way to connect with our community during this distance learning experience. We want to announce that with the rest of the year being canceled, we'll be moving beyond this original distance learning format. We want to document this experience for future students and capture what it's like, what we feel, think, watch, and do. With the cancellation of much of the senior festivities, we also want to help commemorate their successes and celebrate their milestones. Stay tuned for episodes on everything from Netflix to AP tests to college to books with new and old voices on the show in formats ranging from reports to discussions to interviews. Our next episode in particular will be a special one. Here's Mire to explain. The ASIG administration recently announced that campus will remain closed until June 11th, preventing the class of 2020 from doing annual rituals like the senior walk, senior cards, and most importantly, graduation. Not only this, students from all grades will miss out on sports practices, club meetings, class time, social interaction, and more. Next week's episode will be dedicated to providing a forum to express what you're excited about, sad about, and more with the closure of a campus, a reminder that we're also processing. It's a time to share what you feel honestly and with our student community as a whole. How do you feel about this change? What are you doing to make the best out of the situation? Do you have any messages that you want to send anybody? Make your voice heard on this important topic. Go to our flipgrid at gg.gg slash stillprocessing to learn more and make your voice heard. And that was the dealio. We're entering unprecedented times as a school, but what's the dealio will continue to be a way for students to express themselves. If you want to give feedback or get involved, find us via email 
at delio at asij.ac.jp or on Instagram at asij underscore podcast. Thank you to all for our interview panelists, interviewees, and Delio team members. Tune in this Wednesday for a feature on the TEDx Youth at ASIJ 2020 event. And next Saturday for our special episode on delio.asij.ac.jp or the Hanabi website. Thanks for listening.